0: Dex porque no es dos o das. Yeah. It's
1: Inclusivity.
0: Yes, we're on our way to finding the right way to talk about people that doesn't hurt people. Yes. So that's why we use X instead of grammar female or male or yeah, there's way more than one, two. For sure. For sure. Anyways, bienvenidex. Bienvenidex. Todos. Oh my gosh, okay. So madre, right?
1: So good. I cry, I laugh, I call my own mother.
0: You did? Yes. What'd she say?
1: Uh, it was like, why are you calling me? <laughs> it's 3 a.m. I'm joking. And you I are like, joking. No, he sent her a text,
0: being <laughs> like, I love you. Oh my gosh. Lucky her. I don't know. Every time I listen to Madre, I tap into this part that reminds me of like the many times my own mom would go back to Mexico to take mm. care of her family. Like it's just such a real thing. You just fly and you go and you spend this time doing caretaking work and it's hard. And it's it's really awesome that this play exists.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof. Totes. So, you know, this week we got the Merendiando going. Yes. And we have an amazing, amazing, beautiful, oh, gorgeous guest. Talented boss-ass bitch guest. Can't even wait to speak with them. Um, they are a multidisciplinary performance artist based in Tagoronto, a boss bitch, like I said, and our friend. Jessica Esmeralda Cepeda also known as Sinvergüencilla. Yes uh, So why did we invite her? Um, because Jess, Jessica, is an amazing artist and I've had so many transformative conversations with Jess about about resilience as an artist about trauma about motherhood, about family and care it's like they have so many amazing synthesized thoughts about this. A lot of them come from their own relationship with the world and their family. And I just thought they would be the perfect guest to invite. So I'm really excited for them to just like sprinkle some wisdom on all of us. Also because we
1: had such a beautiful guest. We were like, we need to bring the best snack. Best snack. In <laughs> so we took it to the professionals uh-huh. and we got some food from La Bella Managua mm, mm, mm,
0: mm. Nicaraguan food at the corner of Ossington and Bloor we got tres leches we also had a veggie option and a meat option oh my god there's so much good food there and it's actually really well priced and the, the portions are big mm-hmm. it's like I just you should go there if you want good food basically La Bella, Managua. La Bella Managua it's all linked below in the text of this podcast so don't you worry we're hooking you up up and uh, yeah, I guess uh, so.
1: Now we're ready. I hope we hope you have your a snack with you a little meriendita, and water and water. Always water is life, hydrate,
0: water is life, and just
1: sit back, relax, and listen to this amazing episode of
0: Merendando.
2: Hola,
1: hola. We're back for another Merendiando. Merendiando. After listening to that amazing, amazing play, Madre. Oh, so good. Yeah, So many feelings.
0: Yeah, a lot. But I'm really excited because today we are here talking with a very special person in my life. And in my life.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Stop. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> um, she, they are an artist, a human being, a comrade in arms, and I'm gonna let them introduce themselves. Why don't you go on ahead, blue person? Hello,
2: my name is Jessica Esmeralda Zapeda, or oh, eh, also known as Simarquencia, or oh. you can call me Sin for short.
0: Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. They're <laughs> not kidding. No, they're not kidding.
2: <laughs> what pronouns do you
0: like? Do
2: you prefer? I, <clears throat> oh man. I like they, I like she, I use he, or king, or mm. ma'am, or mm-hmm. sir, or it. No, I don't use it.
1: It's <laughs> it no, it is it, an evil clown. We don't want
2: that. No.
0: It, it is an evil clown. You yeah. are not set. Well,
2: well. I could be, no. Nah, maybe, maybe to some I am, but.
0: Sin verguenzia. Hi. Sin. I would like to ask you to share with us uh, just like a short bio. What would you say about your work? What do you want people to know about you?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a performance uh, performance artist based in Tacaranto. True. Um, yeah, with a diaspora connection to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, I say performance artist or... Storyteller or shapeshifter mm. or <clears throat> or mystic I don't know anything that's not actor because I think that's a really basic vocabulary that theater school like presses on one person on someone who looks like me so yeah I don't know that's why I I, I also resonate with performance artists because there's something about live performance and immediacy that mm-hmm. I that does resonate with me if you throw you know a saxophone at my face I can be like yeah let's play let's do something and perform and yeah with like l- less preparation kind of like um uh less preparation more presence as you i like me. that yeah so that's why i'm a performance artist yeah yeah
0: less preparation more presence that is a direct quote from adrian marie brown who wrote some sick books everybody should read yeah one of them is called emergent strategy and the other one's called pleasure activism Esso. my bros everybody read it
2: yeah it's good it's good good it's
0: good good yeah it's that good good yeah so it's a little bit me. Cool. Cool. Alright, so next question that we have for you is, uh, do you want to tell us a bit about your immigration story, your diaspora story?
2: Yeah, because I'm not an an immigrant, but I am a settler in that Mm -hmm. sense. Um, However my parents uh, are both from El Salvador um, and came under really not easy um, uh, terms, but they're here and uh, are doing the most with what they've gotten. Um, but my story is, you know, not a unique one. It's very similar to a lot of people that have been exposed to trauma and mental health. And we're just, I'm just another micro of a macro problem. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say is, is a lot of like where I've come from, um, you know, mental health is big and, and immigration is big and- uh, Are they linked uh, for you? I was just going to say, and they're 100% linked Mm. for me, they are. Yeah. Mm You know? In what way, if you don't mind me asking? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, I mean, in terms of immigration, when there's a difference between people leaving out of desire for a better opportunity, and then there's a mm-hmm. difference when, you know, you are, there's violence mm-hmm. against your body, your person, uh, and you are kind of forced to leave, Yeah. as it is the situation with my dad, and more specifically, um, you know, there's a civil war happening at the time in El Salvador and he was really young and just, you know, he was in, uh, was at university and he was really passionate, uh, so much so that, you know, the military heard and like kidnapped him and like a few of his friends and like beat the shit out of him. Like he was like held captive for like a little bit there and he was like, what, in university? So pretty young, pretty much a kid still. So yeah, anyways, he had to leave, he left El Salvador twice actually. Because mm. once he was, yeah, it's, I'm trying to, like, condense the story, but, like, yeah, I mean, he yeah, left. yeah. These
0: stories are always so They're huge. so
2: long, so it's, like, long story short. Like, he left, <clears throat> and actually, you can, if you want the, the story, it is published by Dani Salco, who oh, is an oh, artist. Oh, yes, Dani Salco. Yeah, who oh. actually interviewed my dad, so you can find that, actually, online. There's, like, an English version, and uh, if you want the Spanish text come find me and I actually rolled around with copies of my dad's story and I just like hand them out. I can give you actually, I actually, I'm going to give you one cause I have them downstairs. <laughs> it's diaspora. It's, it's such a loaded question. Like, and Same. how, and I haven't even answered what, like the connection to PTSD or like mental health and whatever.
0: It, there's no real answer. Like, I know it's such knows. a broad
2: one, but I'll just to like sum up basically just, yeah. Like there's lots of PTSD uh, involved, I think, in that story mm-hmm. um, with, with both my parents and my mom, like both my mom and dad. Uh, my mom has her own like epic story as well. It's like super heartbreaking, super filled with trauma and you know, and abuse and all that. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, so there's reasons why they had to leave their home because they're forced out. It's either stay and um, succumb to the abuse or run and leave because uh, for life to live. Yeah. So, and they did. So... Um, and in that turmoil, they collected a lot of like trauma and you know other next level racism, you know, like immigration and, and being in a, in a new land that's denying the atrocities that are happening in your war and and you kind of dealing and not having the vocabulary of this new land, but also don't have the healing from your past land either. Yeah. So that's how I find the two connected or yeah. connected for me at least.
0: Totally. And how does this have,
1: like influence your art or the way you create?
2: Everything. Oh. Can, I just,
0: can I just ask one follow-up question? So where were you born?
2: I was born on this, on Turtle Island. So in Toronto.
0: In Toronto, cool. Yeah. Go for it, Monica.
2: So then, again, uh, how's all these stories influence your own story and how you create? <sighs> it almost burdens me because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, as I'm sure you've seen, like I, there's this thing of wanting to this desire to telling the the story but also wanting to tell your own story not tell your own story sorry live your own life Mm -hmm. actually right as an artist so there's this there was this thing when I was younger I felt like I because I was in search of something of the of the past that I wanted to tell my parents story but it's actually not I've learned now is actually not my story because mm. uh, that's how you end like the cycle of abuse mm. right oh. it's actually being like okay I've see where my anxieties come from and are those actually mine mm. so yes. so I'm in that so where I was when I was younger growing up I was like in in theater school like it really messed with me because I was just like what is my voice you know I had Um, teachers being like speak more Spanish who did not speak Spanish and I was like so who how (laughs) like when I think about I'm like how were you going to really direct me Um, so they had no idea anyways uh, but yeah so it it was really conflicting and confusing but now where I'm at I feel 100% more confident in terms of like telling my own story but being inspired by the previous experiences and stories before me but Mm -hmm. that doesn't have to it doesn't have to be verbatim what happened Right. That's where like fantasy and like sci-fi and like horror, like is like my, my jam and mm-hmm. that, that stuff is like how I kind of help kind of segue the trauma or like heavier stories, but also live in a dreamland and fantasy and that doesn't burden me and like tie me down of like trying to relive and retell the past the way it's supposed to be told. I can tell that I can tell the story. However, I want to tell the story. Totally. Does that answer your question? No, oh, yeah. Yes. That was beautiful.
0: Yeah, a sick answer. It was yeah. ill, mentally ill. Okay, we're not gonna like make that joke again. That joke <laughs> is done now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Moving on. Um, so, Jess, sin vergüencilla. What? How do you want me to name you? You can call me Jessica. Okay, so yeah. Jessica. Yeah,
2: yeah. Even though I'm blue right now
0: jessica's fully blue right now yeah they
2: don't know that and i'm in a purple way but anyway with yes.
0: rhinestones all over jessica we t- will
1: post a picture oh, so you can't wait so yeah. you
2: imagine it why are you like this right now i was participating in a photo shoot uh for a 10 by 10 uh and oh. i was shot by i was shot by uh, i was photographed by uh vero diaz, vero, oh, vero I diaz vero. who is also my comrade who is also like a femme, like a fairy femme, a unicorn femme in my life. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, and and I was, I'm a crazy person as well. So I'm, I too am crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say it loudly and proudly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I just was like, I have all these ideas for what I want to do for my photo shoot. And I was like, you know, asking her to like stop me. But she was like, keep going. <laughs> so she really like let me be boundless in that sense. So I'm very cool. lucky. I was very lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah vero diaz is uh, has a like photography healing practice and company and, and like rising service Studio. called phoenix rising studios and you should totally check them out because it's like a, f- a blend between photography and indigenous land-based healing and ceremony it's like really unique it's very cool okay so jess that sounds really cool that's why you're blue that is why I... <blue>. This Nokia moment. <laughs> so, how do you mother yourself, Jeff?
2: Oh man, how how do I? You know what? I am. It was something that I was bullied for a lot growing up, um. But now fully own it, cause I'm a bad bitch. Um, <laughs> now and not a child anymore. Uh, I'm fully woman. Uh, fully person. Fully being. Um, and I basically talk to myself. Mm. I talk to myself a lot. Like i and, and, and it's, you know, when you're a kid, maybe different now, but not when I was growing up, it was like very like, are you talking to yourself? And it was just a coping mechanism. But now, um, because there are other times where I hear uh, very negative impulses or like oh you're dumb and it's like, nope, I try to like mother myself by saying, nope we don't talk to ourselves like that anymore. So I have a, I just realized in my journey that I have a habit of really like knocking myself down. So I'm in, in that mother where I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm mom now. Mm -hmm. And regardless of whatever that relationship is from the past, like I'm a healthy mom to myself Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't need to be biological or anything. It can just be like you are your mother now and you can talk to yourself how you want to be talked to and you can treat yourself the way you want to be treated. So if that means, you know, like you are, you, you know, you make meals for yourself uh, when I have access to a kitchen. Uh, but like, if you can cook for yourself and if you're late to something, cause you are cooking for yourself, so be it. They'll bring it on. Like mom, who is me, will, will handle the situation. <laughs> if you are, You know, like if someone is, is being really disrespectful, like you can like protect yourself and be like, nope, and not, I'm not going to get mad unnecessarily because I'm the mom now and we don't need to waste that energy there anymore. So I really try to encourage talking to myself Mm. in a healthy, like beautiful way, um, yeah, and if I do get super toxic with myself, to just be like, okay, like really channel that energy, I'll get like a pen and paper and write like this is a toxic breakdown. Mm-hmm. Write it out mm-hmm. and go and fully go there then. Whoa. So I I do let it's like allowing the child to have the temper tantrum, and you have to like fully commit then, like no no holding back, but let it out and then get rid of it, <laughs> whether you burn that paper or whatever. Or never read it again, but like it's out action. You've you know connected the intention. Like this is not to hurt anyone. It's literally just to let it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, those are just like a few things.
0: How did you learn those tactics?
2: Um, you know, like books. It's the uh, I read a book actually the first time I was technically kicked out of my house. I don't like to say that anymore, but I tried to uh, mm-hmm. like it was a, like a, a thing at the time. Um. I, st- I was reading Women Who Run with Wolves. Oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone- People love that book. Oh. I haven't read it yet. What? I feel
0: like I don't need to. I'm like a boss ass bitch. I haven't read it because I don't read.
2: <laughs> I'm okay. There. I'm a firm. Honestly, I'm I may be dyslexic. I may not be. Can't be sure. I don't go to a doctor to figure it out. Probably should, but I won't. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's really cool to know the power of like picking up a book and starting at any page. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh like, yeah. And just starting wherever Uh, whereas I feel like this book really facilitates for that so it's 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 like archetypes uh, of the femme body and like there's a lot of lessons and stories and mythologies uh, from across the world that this like uh, the writer Clarissa Pinkola I think uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name Um, but yeah it's a really beautiful book and it really like that one took me months to read because it's pretty dense um, and but the stories are worth it like they're really transcending like help one to transcend and like think next level as well mm. especially if you are a femme identifying person so yeah, yeah. um just because there's been such a war against that archetype
0: totally so,
2: and and it's like well there's a lot of mythology out there that actually talks about them in many ways not just this one way that's like clean, crisp, dainty, or whatever, virginal. Virgin virginal. It's like actually they're fierce as fuck. Actually they're vengeful. Actually they're, they're broken. <laughs> actually they're ancient. Actually they're next level. Like, uh, you know they're violent too, right? And there's reason. So I like that one was kind of like my descend into like how to really heal because I just at that time in my life, um, a few it was like two thousand fourteen I think that I was just like wow like this is um why i love horror movies this is a demon that i must learn how to combat and so i need to to prep for that mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know And instagram like there's so many like instagram is awesome it's great like you
0: always show me stuff that i'm like because wow, i'm obsessed with like self-help instagram life <laughs> for me it's not self-help it's more like resources like i have access to all these resources that people are giving me through mm-hmm. instagram and through facebook mm-hmm. like i think maybe we were talking about this the other day Definitely. but like Facebook, for me, has become literally a place where I can get culturally specific resources. Yes. Like, I get, like, daily language posts from all these different indigenous languages I'm trying to get familiar with on Facebook. I get, like, news from people that I like and I trust. And, like, yeah. Anyway, Instagram's good. Instagram's
2: Definitely. good. Definitely. And yeah. it's pretty. It is, yeah. It's just, like, connecting something, like, visual, which I, as you can tell, I'm a very visual yeah. being, like, person. I learn that way a lot. Mm-hmm. Um And so, it just gives a really, just a way in. Yeah. Dope. I know. I I want to read now. No,
1: I want to read so much. Yeah. I have the
2: book, so, you know.
1: Or I just want to talk to you more, so I don't need to read. That's true. I just learned... Through, through you
0: you definitely should talk to Jess more I talk to Jess yeah,
2: I, I no should no. talk more I yes more. I will but I, you know like I, I also am kind of in this level of now like letting more people in where I wasn't before yeah oh. yeah it, it, it affected a lot of things like friendships and my art as well so there's mm-hmm. something about isolation and, and, and that and that's real so
0: it's so real right we all deal with it we all do I'm kind of like dealing with it right now well so now. um okay mm-hmm. next question yeah Jess, do you want to be a mother one day? Is that something in your brain? I
2: totally am a mother already. I have a little conejito, muy lindo. Mi mi boncito, míralo, he's so cute. So I am a mother, actually. Interestingly enough, when I was um, out of my place in 2014 and finding a new home, um, I actually stumbled upon my son, which is a rabbit, named Buns. And I was like squatting in this, in this couple's apartment that eventually were, they're splitting up. Uh, And so I had always taken care of rabbits in the past. Um, And my last rabbit actually, oh my God, I'm confessing. Okay, so my last rabbit before... That, like, years ago, I, I had to let go because he was sick and I couldn't afford to, like... Yeah. I was still a kid as well, yeah. so it, I, like, I didn't have a job or anything. So I couldn't really invest. It was irresponsible, full on. I couldn't invest in, like, the maintenance of his, of his well-being. So he got sick and was dying and I had to let him go. So I let him go in the wilderness. And I, in that moment, I was, like, I watched him go and I promised myself, you will never have another rabbit again because you are completely irresponsible and so i like i I remember telling myself that and years later i found myself in a situation where i had to be squatting in this like lesbian couples home or whatever that was like splitting Mm. up and then i took on the lease Mm. and they left and the one of the girls was like this one of my best friends at the time and she was just like i have this rabbit and i was like so what are you gonna do You're, you're moving to alberta and she was just like well i was thinking maybe like either take him with me I could hear hesitation and I was like leave him here with me I can I can take him and, mm-hmm. I, w- and I just felt like it was like the universe being like you're ready now like Aww. you have a home now that was years ago you let go of that rabbit here's this rabbit that needs a home just like you mm-hmm. and we like found each other and he found his way into my life and, and he and mine so I feel like I took <coughs> him on I took him on I took a mom. I am the mom. No, I am the mom now. <laughs> I took a mom. Uh, yeah, so I just feel like I am a mom in that sense. Um, I don't know. I, I I I don't know if biologically I'm going to, you know, like, push one out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't, but in that sense, probably not. Most likely not. Only because I feel like with the way life is going in my life, and I have a really... I hold the responsibility of mother probably too heavy. Um, it's no joke. It's serious. Mm. a lifelong thing. Yeah. So part of me is like, well, if you're not really preparing for it now, yeah. when the hell are you going to prepare for I it? I feel like and you are
0: preparing for being... You are, mom. Like you just said. Like, I don't know.
2: Right. But a rabbit is a different responsibility than a human. Yes. It's like <laughs> level one.
0: Okay. <laughs> Maybe
2: one a
1: like okay, and, yeah. and I feel also it's like as we were mentioning how trauma is something that you inherit I'm super aware of that when I'm thinking if I want to have a child or not being like I have all these things in my mind already that I don't know who put there I is been giving to me yeah and I don't want sometimes thinking like I don't want my child to have stuff that I haven't even been able to resolve
2: there's yeah. a book I'm reading right now called, it didn't start with you by Mark. W- uh, Mark W. Mark W. You know what? We'll Double look for child. it. Yeah. But it, the title for sure is <clears throat> better with titles and authors. Clearly. Uh, it didn't start with you and it, it's discussing this thing that you're talking about, which we all know now it's intergenerational trauma, which is 100% a real thing. They mm-hmm. uh, back it up with facts and science and, and like, uh, just, yeah, a lot of research there. Um, and, and I as I'm reading it, I too am coming to this conclusion as well of like, I have all this baggage that yes, you can heal in this lifetime mm-hmm. is very true, but there's also a lot of it that I cannot figure out because it has a lot to do with my parents actually figuring it out as mm-hmm. well. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not all on me to figure out yeah. either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how much do I really want to pass on biologically? I think actually... Just being in the present as I am, I can do way more good than I can actually being a an actual mother in that sense. In mm. a, in a bio, I keep saying biological sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because it's real, you are yeah. hundred you're hundred percent right. You can totally pass on stuff that you don't even know you're passing on. It's in our DNA. Girl,
0: like I'm surprised I was even born.
2: Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> like I'm surprised. Like how constantly every day. But on the flip side of that. I just also want to share, as much as generational trauma is passed down, generational wisdom is just as equally mm-hmm. like uh, important. And I think that's something that now you're starting to hear pop up more in conversations on Instagram, whatever, and self care and healing, and and especially to you know like I feel like indigenous youth like need to hear that more so if mm-hmm. any, just because it's as, as we're like as we now know is. Um, people that have been wronged so heavily but also have such incredible history and knowledge mm-hmm. and and that's the kind of like thing to remember when no matter like how much trauma or abuse or whatever you come from to also be able to acknowledge and see like there's a lot of magic there as yeah well, that maybe you haven't had your elders like I never had a grandmother really ever around mm-hmm. but that I it's I think it's beautiful to know that I am so just dis- i am so connected to my diaspora mm-hmm. that it manages to fly here to me somehow mm-hmm. and that there is a wisdom there
0: mm. i think it's in your body i think it's in like because you're made of no one is new here you know like no one's new here and all your blood and your bones and like that's like apparently your little fetus baby egg your egg was developed in your grandmother's mm-hmm. womb Mm-hmm when when she was like creating your mother's body 100% like you everyone's born with all the eggs they already need mm, in their yep. entire life yep. so like you and your grandma are like high-fiving a ri- OG like way back <laughs> in the time and the thing is the thing that fucks me up and I still don't know the answer to is I have two grandmothers so where was I
2: well that's cuz it is connected this book talks about that too so it is um, you were also connected with your dad in that sense. Cause yeah. it like, it's like in his sperm. I don't know. I'm like still in yeah. that chapter, but it is like, there is a connection to your other grandmother as well. And it is through like, if you know, you have a mother and father that yeah. gave birth to you, then, and yes, there so is. So they connection.
0: both have an egg and then they both like, then it's just me. That's
2: exactly. Fucked. So you do have, and that's what people forget. It's like, yes, the trauma, yes, it's there. But also like, if you can find, their their gold, like, if you can find their, like, whatever, anything positive, it could be, like, wow, the beauty in my hands is that of my grandmother's, because I never met her, but my Mm -hmm. dad always says I have her hands. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so I'm, like, great, like, I didn't know her, but, like, that's an element that, like, I'll do my nails in, Mm -hmm. in her honor, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's my connection to her, right? I don't know, but I'm just going to take their word for it, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to believe that somewhere in that there's, like, beauty, Mm -hmm. because that's all I have, really, to go by, so.
0: You're right, there is. Yeah. Okay, what are some qualities you admire in a daughter?
2: Aww.
0: In a Buncito, in a little buns yeah. Conejo. What's his, why is he nice?
2: Oh my god, um, the curiosity. Okay, so buns does this thing, my rabbit, where he <laughs> he's a little troublemaker, I love him. Yeah. He's a big time trickster energy, which is kind of like very humbling actually, so those... And I guess I would really appreciate that actually in any child. It's really about, you know, like kind of don't take yourself too seriously. Like stay curious and you might like flop on your butt um, and like, you know, have to like, oh, feel like a ways. Your ego might be like, mm, I feel stupid for trying, but that's okay. You just like, you know, get the dirt off your shoulder and, and try again and make a fool of yourself again and again mm. and again. So I really, I, and that's like me to the core, like I will never probably get this life Right.
0: But oh, I don't what care. You mean?
2: I you know. I'm like I kind of don't care. I kind of never want to get it right because like I have all these wicked ass experiences that when I die, I probably won't ever have to come back. <laughs> you know? Like I'm like I'm like Frida Kahlo in that sense. Like I don't. Yeah. Like this is the one time I'm in and that's it. I'm, you think Frida Kahlo's not coming back? Oh, uh, she's probably present in all of us. Yeah, she like, like shut herself out. Yeah, like they. I think they're all like that's. She high fived us in the sky. <laughs> she's like they got it, nailed it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I feel like we're all like our spirits split, probably, you know, like, I don't know if I believe in reincarnation. I actually have no idea what I believe in. So I just all I can really go by is the elements in front of us and like the land and and the people and the angels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Hmm.
0: So, Jess, how does your community care for you and how do you care for your community?
2: They care for me um, a lot. I always learn this. Um, I I have more friends and allies and comrades than, I I, I let myself believe. So um, they are there for me, you know, with shelter, um, food. <laughs> um, they're there, you know, when they're creating art and and creating art consistently. You know, they're they're there when. I, I don't I don't know. They're they're everywhere. They're just. How do they care for you how do they care for me i think you i think you give when you just create your own art like really to to the best of your ability with what you've got um people always invite me which is really beautiful so because i i am an artist but i also know that i can be a bit like hard to work with like 1000 percent hard to work with and i know there's a variety of reasons for that um but that's my journey as well uh so but i feel really cared for when people don't let mental health um you know give me a bad reputation Mm -hmm. right or are like vouching for me I know there are people vouching for me out there that are like you know if someone is is gossiping or is throwing dirt or doesn't maybe know me and is speaking ill on my name I know that there are people out there that are like actually you don't know the full story Mm -hmm. and that's huge because that's I think that's you know, or people giving me references. Like there are times where, like, I'll be at home. Like there have been times in the past where I'll be at home alone, like thinking, like, oh God, like I'm so, I'm so I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. And then there's an email of like someone, like oh so and so, Camilla, referenced you. Like I'm so and so. Do you want to work on this project? And I'm like, that's that's the community, mm-hmm. and that's beautiful because I didn't even, you know, I wasn't per se auditioning or, you know, mingling or or like putting myself out there. I haven't performed in like a year or whatever, and people are still like knocking on my door. That's 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 how I feel super cared for, mm. super super cared for. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true,
2: right? So and to pass that as, along, right? To be like, and I think that's like what I try to do as well. It's like, okay, so if I have you know the attention on me, there's a moment where you know uh, you can't always say yes to all these projects. Yeah. So then there's those moments like, okay, well my I'm actually full. Like I have. I'm very plentiful with opportunities. I'm going to start passing the ball now and being like, you know what? I think so-and-so needs a shot now. I think so-and-so needs to like try or like a chance or like needs to be seen. So, yeah, Mm. that's I think how I I try to reference people as well. Um, Mm. Yeah.
0: Cool. That's awesome. Um, So this play, Madre, is like so complex, but like two huge themes of it are obviously mothers. And like the relationship of mother-daughter and like how that can be helpful and difficult and also like mental health, like deteriorating mental health Mm -hmm. and like kind of a power play. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, Jess, if you could tell us about a time that you were resilient with mothers and mental health, like whatever story comes to mind, but like a time that you found some kind of resilience.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... It had to do again with art. There was a time, so after I, after two thousand fourteen, like when I just when I found a home that I claimed as my own, uh, in other words, I was paying for rent uh, mm-hmm. at <laughs> a yeah. place. But like
0: uh, yeah, and it was yours, and it, you could like lock the door. And
2: I could lock the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like I was safe, whatever. Um, I think there was a moment where I started creating art, and I was trying to figure out like. What do I want to say? So I started going to these, like, uh, actually, this, like, poetry kind of, like, spoken word thing. is a blank canvas. At the time, they were holding these events called Dead Poets. So, and I think they still do, actually. Um, and so I started asking myself, like, I don't know how to heal this relationship with my mother. I don't want to be mad at her anymore, but I also am mad at yeah. her. <laughs> Um. So, and mad at, like, just the, the way the dice was rolled for me. So then I was like, why don't you start, like, publicly, like, just denouncing that and using art in that sense in your favor? So I kind of, I feel like that's helped me with my resilience in terms of, like, making the situation that was, like, you know, just not the best for me and trying mm-hmm. to say, like, okay, so how do I create? Mm-hmm. How do I make... How do I phoenix, mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. With, with what I've got and, like, rise up from the ashes? So I think – and and it worked. Like, there was, like, a year where I was just, like, you know, always going and, and, again, just putting myself out there in a way that I thought was cool and is wasn't necessarily mainstream or popular or, like – What was it? I mean, like, it was, like, you know, playing with face paint and, like, you know, like, taking photos of myself and playing with personas and and doing workshops with, with Aluna and, like – you know, going a dead poet and saying, and also maybe telling myself a new narrative. Mm. So I was like, instead of this, like, oh, like my relationship with my mom is so hard. and Not to say that that's not okay. It's totally, obviously it's necessary to go there. But I was just like, I, I need a new, I need a new heir. So then I started like really like hoping she would, things would get better and, um, really started talking about that relationship openly um, and in a more positive light through my art and a, with the public setting. Uh, and it inspired like a few artists. Like I remember there were a few younger artists that were like, I never knew I could talk about my mom and mental health before. Mm-hmm. It's and, so taboo. Was, it is so taboo, but not actually anymore. Because yeah. now yeah, you're 40. seeing, now you're seeing this like uprise of like movies like I, Tanya* come out or like uh, Russian Doll mm-hmm. or like, um, next to normal, it's a musical that it's oh, yeah. next to normal, oh, yeah. you know, like you're, you're starting to see these like cool and then and that these strained mother daughter relationships create badasses actually, yeah. these mm-hmm. like complex, you know, people that are, you know, not these soft, pathetic, not to say women are pathetic, but like these soft, vulnerable women that that's okay if you're vulnerable, but also like it's there are these like rough, like edgy women out there. Out there, that that, that uh, you know, deserve just as much of a voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're out there, and we're mm. and we're bad as bad as shit.
0: So resilient yeah. and so strong. Like and, yeah,
1: my mom was diagnosed with like severely depressed because also she as a uh, it was like a mental health issue that it started with a a little tumor in her brain. So then that developed like her being like extremely depressed. And suicide and all that stuff. And it was like from one week to another, my mother wasn't there.
2: Mm.
1: And that and, and for me, it was like, oh my God, how do I deal with this? And then I realized I was like, my show was stuck. And it sounds horrible, but I was like, my show wasn't moving. And then I was like, this is the narrative because it, it, it actually made me confront my relationship with my mother. always. Like, it wasn't like, <laughs> yes, it, it was, now things are better, but it was like, At that moment, I was like, I haven't talked to my mom in in almost a year. Like, I've talked Mm -hmm. to her. I messaged her, yes. But I haven't seen them in, like, a year and a half. So that, uh, like, that situation actually opened a whole way of communicating and a whole thing of, like, where are we standing in each other's lives and how do we treat each other?
2: 100%.
1: So that, for me, was, like, because we had mental health issues in our family, but it wasn't, like, we ignore it as as usually a family does Mm -hmm. but when it got to the point that it was like your mom needs to be committed to a clinic right now that's where all the family was like Mm -hmm. we haven't talked to each other in months yeah Mm -hmm. what how are we as a family let's because that also and like had to do a lot with how she was being diagnosed because it was a lot of stuff was were healing her even harder so that was like a lot of stuff it was like it yeah it was it was it's still happening so it's like it's weird and it's hard but it's such an opportunity to see where we stand as a family Uh, and as people how we are in each other's lives but yeah yeah and to create forever as Um, artists yeah yeah,
2: exactly like that's kind of that's kind of the messed up but like amazing Mm -hmm. part of it too i always joke about this i'm like when it's really hard i'm like okay i'm in it But I know in the future, this is going to be some great material. This is going to be such blessings. I just don't see it right now. But like in the future, it's going to be really, really good.
1: And as an artist, it makes
2: you push. 100% One hundred percent So places that
1: you're like, I don't wanna go there and then we sing, <laughs> Let's get triggered tonight.
0: Let's get, get triggered, triggered tonight. tonight.
2: <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Art, think, art saves lives. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, it does. I used to be like, no, it doesn't, but that's because I was sad and bitter. But then I'm not like but then you Phoenix and then you're just like, Oh right, that's also a part of the journey. God damn it. You know, like mm-hmm. that's And I yeah, I feel like that's one hundred percent what it is to be resilient. Is to just be again like oh I just tripped and I scraped my knee and I'm gonna clean it and ow it burns and put a band aid out and we'll learn how to walk again.
1: Yeah, and then it actually makes you realize that's why did you fail in the first time like 100. it's like
2: even like why were you there I don't know. It's- yeah, cause like there's a there's a deep reflection. Anyways, I feel like yeah that's that's art is like was, like, a way to, like, help me be resilient to what was happening and dealing with other people's traumas and mental health and my mom's, you know, sanity and, like, well-being.
1: But it's, like, Madre itself. Like, the show became from, like, what Bea experienced with her own mother. And it's it's such a beautiful show that from all of us, was like, it made us talk
0: uh-huh. it made us talk
1: like it made us like i can be like oh that i can feel that because my mom maybe wasn't like that but she yeah. also had some so mental health but even like in the future mm-hmm. like the way in the in the in the play is like
0: yeah
1: her mom got sick she's not there like as as people who we tend to move around in the world
0: yeah it's so real
1: it's real and also it's like this thing of like your mother or your care, the person who cares for you is going to get old to the point that you need to take care of her. Oh
0: my god. And, and it's Ooh.
1: a reality that's so horrifying. My and family
0: talks about this all the time. Well, not talks about it, but it's like a real stress on my family because I was talking to even my friend today and she's like, why in this country do people just put their old people away? Oh like, I god. can't. She like mm. She's an artist. She's a poet, my friend. And she, a beautiful poet named Mona. You, I'm going to link her. She's an incredible um, Sudanese, Egyptian poet. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But she's like um, <laughs> yeah, like I have to, I'm making the decision to get a degree in interior design, and she's going to be amazing. And, like, because she looked at the salary of the jobs in interior design, she's like, I can support myself and my mom. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no joke about that. Like, that's yep. what I'm doing, even though, like, art is important to me. It's like, you got to make
2: those choices sometimes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think about this a lot. I'm like, and I think that's also, again, going back to that question of, like, do I see myself being a mother well yeah I eventually those roles will be reversed and you will have mm-hmm. to mother your mother, your mother yeah because mm-hmm. she will not be it's like the curious case of Benjamin Mutton you know? <laughs> we, age, we age like backwards or whatever but there is that like the deterioration of the mind that is like you know you will have to be repeating things and you have to have patience, and you have to, you know, wipe someone's bottom, and you have to be there for the ugly parts, or clean blood, or vomit, or whatever, and, and that's very the quote-unquote grotesque, but it's actually incredibly human. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got our last wrap-up questions here. Mm-hmm. Last three questions! So now that
2: we put
1: our hearts out there. Do it. Tell us something, uh, un dicho, which is like a saying. Yeah, a phrase. A, a phrase, a quote that you, you uh, often use, or that is like, it's always been inspiring. Oh or my right?
2: God. I don't know
1: if it's inspiring,
2: mm-hmm. but I always laugh. I'm always like, ponete buso, man. Like, that's like what my parents would Can always say. Can you say it a say. bit louder? Ponete buzo, which is kind of like, or it's like, kind of like. I and I'd laugh. If I was saying it wrong because honestly, that's actually my life. Ponerte buzo. Pon, they like yeah, or like ponete las pilas. Is oh one. yeah, like get ready. Uh, yeah, exactly. Get, like be ready. Not just be on it. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, you know, pon, ponete las pilas is actually like a bigger one. I would say then. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. So that those two are like yeah, that's like kind of slangy, I guess. But vamos
0: I, a ponernos las pilas y
2: hacerlo like, like yeah, yeah yeah. Oh, like it would just be like hurry up, Jess. Really like yeah. but but I I just like I don't know my parents like. I feel like all, all again, like all of Central and South America, like they all have their own dialects and like slangs and, mm-hmm. and right. So, but like, las pilas, and my dad would just be like snapping his like fingers together. Yeah. So I don't know. That's like I don't know if it's inspiring, but it's always one that I'm just a favorite.
1: it's telling you, hey, life is now. Make it happen. Yeah. It's your moment. Yeah, it's
2: your ma- yeah. And talking is. about life
1: is now, make it happen. Who's your art or performer or theater crush at the time?
2: Oh, of the time. Oh damn. Right I now. Right now, who's my theater crush? Oh my god, duh, Augusto Bitter, duh, oh. derp-derp, or I, I should say Yolanda, Yolanda Bona, I should just yes. say, yeah, that's the, I don't care, I'm bringing all the rules here, I have two, I have three, maybe, maybe five, yeah, yeah, okay. for sure, I'll, everyone in this room, literally, uh. yeah, and, and like, everyone in this room, everyone in the community, man, like, there are artists, like, like, again, Dainty Smith, isn't it, oh, Imagine, yes. Imagine Quest, like, she, oh. like, Burlesque performer? I'm breaking all the rules. I'm just dropping all these. Everywhere. They're all like burlesque performers or like next level, like Sebastian Maciani, like. El Toro. El Toro, who I went to theater school with. Like, there's just so many people in the game right now that I'm just like. Yes, I'm watching you. Yes, I'm watching you. Who cares about what Johnny Depp is doing? Who cares about whatever they're so doing? They're so basic. They're so basic. Was, like, my
1: God, who Johnny Depp was?
0: He, I was I like, who Johnny
2: Depp? <laughs> Who cares what Tim Burton's doing or whatever? And, I, and I, like, I, I'll, I'll put out my favorite people because like, who cares what Darren Aronofsky's doing? Because like honestly, the people that I'm like sitting around with right now are the artists that I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, tell me again, please. Because yeah. I'm going to need to remind myself later.
0: Cool. Cool. And then what is your favorite snack or in spanish merin- merienda. merienda
2: what is your merienda snack my snack word? is definitely not a snack because i'm like i'm canadian and salvadorian i don't really know what that means but like i, <laughs> I, I like there is no snack in my life i only eat meals yeah i, yeah, only, yeah. Eat, I only eat meals i don't know what the snacking business North American bullshit is I have, <laughs> I have meals okay i like i have a whole pizza to myself or i have like meals um and i'll have se- maybe several meals but like day.
1: merienda let's say it's like for me it's like i would be like a concha with uh chocolate so it's like a little piece of bread that is really like mexican-y nice so you have like something that you're like
2: casamiento man like casamiento is like you don't know what casamiento is, what is casamiento? casamiento it's like the perfect marriage of like the two perfect things which is rice and beans oh which is actually
0: kind of what we had yes we oh, have not even talk about the food oh yes
2: let's talk about the food So,
0: we
2: we had some
1: food from La Bella Managua, so it's Nicaragua, food de Nicaragua, how do you say Nicaragua,
0: food, just comida Nica, Nica. we had
1: a plantain uh, with casamiento, que is rice and beans,
0: queso fresco, queso fresco, salsa, carne asada,
1: salad, We, we just, you know,
2: it it's was blessed. Or like pupusas, you know, oh, like man, classic. Man, that's man, man, again, again, man. see, I'm like... Pupusas? One time I went to
0: your house for pupusas and I still think about how they tasted. LOL, she uh, made you eat meat. It was I should
2: them. have. <laughs> I actually like for a hot second forgot that you're a vegetarian because you just were like eating them already. and I made a choice. Yeah, we all had it be known for a moment. I made a choice. And it was awesome. But yeah, pupusas, again, see, i like, that's not a snack because it's like a full on meal. It like, is. So um, there you go. That's it casamiento con papusas or something oh uh, yeah i'm, I'm now. Again, hungry i'm already hungry again take 12 great so we, <laughs> we have snacks snacks are overrated yeah totally. i love snacks
1: okay well <laughs> well it now we know jess doesn't like snacks i love snacks camila this, it's as long as you give them food yeah if it's okay. a papusa,
0: i'm eating it i don't really i i, I should care about what's in it because i'm a vegetarian <laughs> but also it's a papusa, so i'm here for it exactly you're gonna i can't be yeah sorry bro <laughs> okay Thanks so much for talking with us, Jess. Thank you for having me. I love I
2: love the podcast. Honestly, this is my favorite podcast right now, so, so let um, it be known. No, you
1: should. Radio Luna Teatro is produced by Aluna Theater with the support from the Metcalf Foundation, the Laidlaw Foundation, the City of Toronto,
0: the Canada Council for the Arts, the Ontario Arts Council, the Toronto Arts Council, and Playwrights Workshop Montreal's Glasgow Translation Residency in Tadousac. Aluna Theatre is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Schwellness with Sue Ballant and Gia Namens.
1: Radio Aluna Theatre is produced by Camila Diaz Varela and Monica Garrido. For more about Aluna Theatre, visit us at alunatheater.ca. follow at Aluna Theatre on Twitter or Instagram, or like us on Facebook.